jumping into another edition of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. Today I'm sitting down with Heath Sanders. Yeah, it's a Monday. He rolls through Vegas. Private event takes the time to swing by the Toad's Tunes studio right here inside Stoney's Rock and Country. We talked about his brand new single out with Justin Moore called Raised on Red. A new one around the corner. Yeah, Dirty Money. I'm looking forward to that one. We talked about a couple acoustic jams that are on their way by the end of the year as well. Looking forward to that. We talked college football. Yeah, he's an Arkansas fan. I'm a Nebraska fan, so we both feel the pain. We even made a prediction. Tennessee-Georgia game that's happening this weekend. So hopefully you're listening to this before the weekend comes in. I'm right. Great story with him and Dylan Carmichael. You know, enough, enough, enough. Let's get to know Heath Sanders. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Heath Sanders in the house. Dude, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm good, brother. How about you? I'm 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 smiling. I'm, Me too, I'm here man. on a Monday. It's the <laughs> afternoon. You're not even playing Stonies, but you're in Vegas, dude. Yeah, we're in Vegas on Hall- on Halloween, man. It's awesome. Are you, you your show's tomorrow? Yeah. Are yeah. you getting in trouble tonight? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I saw some blackjack tables calling my name all ago. So Is that what you play? Yeah. Um, I'm no good at it. But Well, uh, you're supposed to just be lucky. You play craps at all? Dude, I haven't. I have it. Is it fun? Is that it your, is. Is that your game? It. Uh, I am by no means a pro, um, but I have been pretty lucky lately. The last two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, I play every Thursday. We, which just we, uh, the kid goes to her dad's house, and me and the me and the girl go to the South Point, and we play. I play craps. She plays video poker, and uh, the last two weeks, two weeks ago, it was like five seventy. This past weekend was six hundred and something dollars. Seven hundred. Sorry, seven hundred and thirty. Seven forty. That's some lunch money right there, bro. It is some lunch money. Come on. And man. then yesterday at the grocery store, I put a twenty in and hit four aces for two hundred bucks. I can play. Can play blackjack with me tonight, bro. <laughs> that used to be my game because yeah. you feel like uh, single deck, double deck. You can kind of count and get an idea mm-hmm. how the cards are going, but I don't. Well, you can. I well, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm all on luck, man. It's 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 all got to be luck for me. Yeah. Do you do you ever piss off players when you're sitting at the table no, by doing something no. you're not supposed to, <laughs> bro? I kind of I, I kind of keep to myself over there, and I'll take two hundred bucks in, and I'll be like, all right. But when I lose it, it's not if, it's when I lose right. this two hundred dollars, then I've just paid two hundred dollars for a good time. Yeah, so. and hopefully a long time. Yeah, because <laughs> in this town it doesn't last very long. That's what I start out with craps with is two hundred, and I just kind of it's dude. I would just go sit by a table and watch and ask questions because the dealers, I think there's a pit boss and three dealers. And they all talk. They'll help you with it. Yeah, yeah, I actually will. Yeah, and I mean they'll talk to you. And I mean I still learn right now. I have a buddy of mine that that told me to bet like six and two on the horn, and I'm like, I read the text. And I'm like, I don't even I know what this means. So I asked the pit boss, and he says it's one roll. Six or two comes up, it pays like eighteen to one. But I'm like, Dang. fuck, you keep doing that, you can go broke. But did I got to tell you about the first time I ever I ever gambled in my whole life? We played at Cherokee Casino or something in, in Oklahoma. Okay. I'd never been in a casino. Now, I'm a pastor's kid, so I'd never been in a casino before. And uh, I took $100 of my pay, and I was like, all right, boys, I'm going to play till you know, till this $100 is gone. Was it blackjack? And, no. Oh. No. Roulette. Okay. Um, is, is the only thing I knew, because I'd seen it on TV. That was it. And I was like, I know how to, I know how that works. I thought I knew how that works. Well, I walked over there. And uh, I, I, you know, I got my chips. Walked over to the table, and I just—I think it was black eleven or something. I didn't know you could play like the corners and the colors. I had oh, no yeah. idea. It pays less when you play corners. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I threw down five bucks on black eleven, I believe. First time ever, dude, and it hit. No way. <laughs> yeah, thirty-five so you're, to one. You're yeah. rich as shit. Yeah. So I just put my hundred bucks back in my pocket and played till the 
275 or whatever it was. Was gone. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite number, by the way, 11. And it, yeah, that's well, pretty funny. It worked out for me. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, man. And now, uh, how many times do you think you've gambled in Vegas? Uh, a couple times, at least. Have you won at all? No. No. That's no. why those places are beautiful, yeah, right? I just come, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just come for the pretty lights. For the pretty lights. Yeah. So you're here on a, with a, a private event? Yeah. How long are you in town? Uh, just till, just till, just for two days, I think. Right. Yeah. And tonight, you guys gonna like dress up or anything? Go or just straight gambling? That's it. Yeah, we're gonna be People Arkansas watch. hillbilly country boys. I think we've got it on lock right now. Well, that's what you're yeah. gonna say you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> we just had a Halloween party here this weekend. Had some pretty pretty fun events. The guy that won was dressed up as Edward Scissorhands and was on point, on character. Like, didn't talk too much. Was very quiet, timid, and he ended up winning the thing. And second place was uh, Ricky Bobby. And his wow. wife. Yeah, perfect. Pretty damn cool, man. And first you left. He ain't first. I said, who put the cougar in the car? <laughs> Why is there a cougar in the car? Did, do you watch racing? I don't, man. I did see that clip the other night, though. From from Martinsville? Yeah, dude. So my buddy called me two nights ago and was like, and he races the um, um, IRC, whatever, online. Gotcha. And that kid that did that, that's how he got his ride was during COVID. He raced online. No kidding. Yes, and so he was smoking everybody, doing so good. They throw him in a car. This is what my buddy Greg was t- telling me. And he was like, bro, last lap, all he had to do was pass this one guy, and he's in the finals because of his points. Yeah. And I went, all right. And he, I go, what did he do? He goes, he just went around the outside of the track. And he goes, he didn't even have his hands on the steering wheel. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, go watch it and call me back. So I watched it. I was but there's like five different camera views where they show it. I'll yeah. be goddamn if he didn't just run the outside of the he wall. He sure did. Just stuck it in the wall and hammered it. And it was he, awesome, dude. He beat him by like three feet yeah. and got the point. The first angle I saw was from like uh from like the professional camera or whatever. And yeah. it didn't do it justice, man. Yeah. Like the cell phone cameras from the bleachers, bro, then you get the real picture of, of just how fast he was actually moving. And the shit awesome. flying off his car yeah, dude. <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> I don't watch racing either, but that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen because yeah. it was a video. It was literally a live video game. We saw it in real life. That's kind of drive it takes to be somebody right I, there. I, dude, I don't. That's the society we live in today. I guess if you get good at video games, I guess that is the world of being an influencer, right? I mean, Sometimes you got to wreck a car or two to get ahead. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just for people to take notice. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Lots changed in your life since the last time you were Last, I think last time you were at Stoney's was NFR last year. Yep. And um, different management? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, my, my, my tour manager, Ricky, is now my manager. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Uh, God bless my old management. They're good people. Yeah. Uh, good folks. But we just decided to part ways. And part of ways with the label. Like, we're, we're free, man. It's, it's, it's been wild. It's been wild. It's crazy when you hear that kind of stuff. I sat in here with Cody Johnson, and I love to tell this story, but he walked into so many doors as Cody Johnson. Every one of them asked him to do something different, and mm-hmm. all he could do was tip his hat and say, Thank you. That's they, right. They would promise him certain things that he'd already gotten and maybe two of. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it's smart every time you hear anything about Cody now, it's a partnership with. Absolutely. Sort of thing. And I Absolutely. think that's kind of the, the lay of the land. You know, I think that's where a lot of, a lot of new artists fails, fail. And that's, I think that's where I failed is, is, is coming to town and not knowing exactly, exactly what you sound like, exactly what you are. Um, I knew what I was and, and what I dressed like and kind of what I sounded like, but I wanted the label to capitalize on that and, and you know, use their professional opinion to grow me into something bigger and better. And, man, it, it, they just took the wrong way. It was just, it was just, it didn't fit. And, yeah. and for, for the first time since this thing kicked off five years ago, we're, we're, we, we get to spread our wings, man. Well, you, you probably know. get to put out music when you want to, when That's you right. feel good about a song. And the music you want to put out. Yeah, You know what too. I mean? I mean, I know you've got some stuff. 
in the bank, I'm sure, just dying to get out. And like I was telling you earlier, that song, Raised on Red, how did how did that song come together? And I know Justin was in your same camp as well. Was it something you guys approached them with, that they approached you with? Uh, I've, I've been begging the label to cut the song for months. And yeah. uh, because I'm I'm an Arkansas boy, man, I mean, from our flag to our Razorbacks, you know, all of it, the, the state's just red to me. Um, and, uh, they actually came up with the idea of having Justin on it. And of course I'd been touring with Justin. Right. And, uh, and they hit Justin up and Justin was like, heck yeah, man, let's do this thing. And so we hopped in the studio and pushed it out, man. It turned out pretty cool. Out on the road with them. Did you guys sing that one together? Man, we didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Uh, he got pretty busy and I was pretty busy and we just never had a chance to really get together on it and get with his band on it. Right. Um, we just, we just played it in front of him, you know? So did he watch? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure from the from the from his big huge Razorback red bus, he probably did. <laughs> from from the from the from the way back, the way back. Yeah. It was funny that Scott was here a couple weeks ago. Scott Stevens, and he's got a song with Justin. And Justin was here the night prior to that. Mm-hmm. And so I had reached out to him um, right when we booked the show, probably three four months, five months prior to. Man, it's probably longer than that. And you know. And he didn't, Justin didn't have a show the following night, but he ended up picking one up in like Cedar City, which I thought was weird because that's a really small town. I don't know who the hell's going to see Justin in Cedar Good City. Old small but, town USA, man. Man, I, that's pretty rad. I kind of like the idea of it. It's kind of the one time you wish you lived in Cedar City to get to see an artist yeah, like that right. with, with yep. six of your friends. But um, I'd kind of hope to something would have came out of that one too. You've got a single with um, Scott Stevens that you jumped on yep. that I've heard probably maybe three or four different versions now, but Gambling Man. Yeah, that's perfect for Vegas. Dude, it's sure. perfect for Vegas. The, the first time I heard it, all I heard was the slot machines and went, okay, I see where he's going with yeah, this. But dude. then I got you on it. Yeah. Are, we, are we ever going to release that one? Is this something? I don't know the story behind it. If he still, if he still has man? it. Yeah, if dude, Scott still out. has it. It is. It's out. With you on it. Yes, with me on it. So yeah, that, on his album. Yeah, okay. With the, I, hell, I think it's like two songs behind Sound of Country Music, something like that. All right. Yeah, check it out, dude. It turned out pretty cool. I love that tune. I, I just didn't dude, know that it so, got. so blessed to have to be on a Scott Stevens song, dude. He's my favorite artist on the planet. You he, know? he is. Uh, he's one of those guys that you can't say no to just because he's probably one of the most genuine dudes in country music yeah. as a friend as every time i fly to town i go to the office we did that burger joint right next right right next door to, i always forget the name of it um right next door to his the the office oh there. Uh, brothers burger. brothers yep. yeah my problem is i can't eat red peppers bell peppers and mm-hmm. i can't eat paprika and i think everything in that fucking place is southern <laughs> so i end up with salad and i can't even eat their blue cheese because they put fucking paprika in it so i'm eating ranch and lettuce and that's it dang man. yeah Kind of yeah, sucks, yeah, but. Scott, dude, dude, Scott is 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 next level human. He is a next level human. Bro. He is he, really he is, is a funny dude. Yeah. Uh, stories for days with good old Scott Stevens. Yeah, man. My first time ever in uh, a weed store was with Scott uh, here in Vegas. Uh, he came to town. I used to post these pictures of this uh, uh, a donut shop called the Fractured Prune, and so he came to town. This is probably eighteen or nineteen. And he goes, two things before the show. I want to go to the donut shop, and we got to swing by a weed store. And I'm like, fuck, I've never been to one of them weed stores <laughs> like before. Going to the weed store with Scott Stevens is like going to the bakery with the chef, ain't it? Yes. <laughs> I learned a lot. Uh, pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I walked in this place. I'd never been in there before. There's a guy standing at the door with a gun, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And back then it was cash only. Like yeah. You couldn't use debit yeah. card, credit card, or anything. It's changed a little bit since then, yeah. so I've heard. So I've Could've heard. hit the old $10 ATM, bro. You know. I don't 
<laughs> Again, I learned a lot, man. He smokes a different kind of weed than I think anybody in the world does. I'm He's you, next level. The most, the most uh, incredibly functioning pothead I've ever seen in my life. Dude. But you got to love him for it. Oh my gotta god! And I would, yeah, I wouldn't want him any other, any other way, man. The I scary really part wouldn't. is he's an attorney. Could you imagine if you walk into court with him? <laughs> Dude, yeah, and he's in there. He's in there defend, defending people for weed charges, bro. <laughs> High as fuck. Dude, so what is next for you? So you're no label, got yourself family management. I would like to call that. Yeah. I mean, what is your goal now in music? Is it just keep doing what you're doing? And well, first off, I think we're gonna we're gonna dig in. We've got we're working on a song right now called Dirty Money. Yeah, uh, buddy, my name Josh Phillips wrote it, and it is so dope, bro. I absolutely love the song. Uh, we're getting vocals mixed right now. We'll probably release it early next quarter. Okay. Um, and then we're going to, between now, between now and then, I think we're going to try to get in the studio and get out some acoustic stuff. Some of these old songs that I wrote when I first, this thing first kicked off that my fans have been waiting on for years and years and have been cussing me, like, release this song, release this song. Uh, I think we're just going to go dig in and, and get some acoustic stuff out, dude, and just, uh, you know, break it down raw, man. That seems to be... With all the overproduced stuff that we have on the radio right now, I think people there's really a niche for for you know that raw stripped down thing. I think people crave that. When you played here, you did a you did a pretty strong acoustic set as well, which was pretty cool because it doesn't happen often here. Yeah, um, I promised my mama that that I'd never drop my acoustic set out of my show, and uh, to this day I, I haven't let let her down. So that's good. Yeah. Um, what do you call home now? Uh, Dixon, Tennessee, man. I'm 45 minutes out of Nashville on okay. the west side. And you were born and raised in Arkansas? Marshall, Arkansas. Yes, right at the foothills of the Ozarks right there. And you're a big-time Razorbacks fan? Uh, pretty big. I don't know if I'm just more big-time, but but I'm pretty big. <laughs> that's all we got, man. I yeah. mean, we, that's all we got, Bubba. It's, you know, we love them. We really do. I mean, we ain't got no pro teams or nothing. And They just – did they did they beat Alabama or did they – I know they just played they Alabama. They did not. They did not beat them. Was they it a close not. game or something? Casey, do you remember? Was it fairly close? I don't think it was either. It was. Man. They blew him out of the water. It might have been. It might have been close in the first half, but we're not really a second half team, unfortunately. Well, I'm a Nebraska fan, so I ain't got shit to say about any college football, man. <laughs> and I haven't had anything to say in probably ten years, other than we got four wins in one season. I think that's like our claim to fame right now. Yeah. When, it, when we used to be big time. Yeah. Big time. It's it's aggravating as a Hogs fan, man, because because we'll have such a good program for a couple of years. And then it'll just kind of fall off, right? Yeah, and then, or or it'll just, or we'll hit a, a streak of five or six years where it's just we're just this middle of the road team where where if we play somebody like Alabama, we can be so badass, and then we'll play somebody like I don't know or nobody, we'll play, yeah, some nobody team and just get stomped, and it's yeah. like. What the heck? I think that man. happens with any, everybody. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I love college football. Tennessee's playing Georgia. I'm actually going to put my money on Tennessee because I think they're going to. You gonna, think so? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to step up, man. Man, they're solid. They're they are solid. I can't believe that Bama game. I could not believe that. That was insane. It's good. Yeah. And it was, was that at home too, right? Yeah. 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 That was a good game. It was good to see, man. I mean, I, I, I respect Alabama as a football team. I really do. I love watching The program is unreal. Yeah, incredible, man. But uh, it's nice to see them get beat every now and again, especially by, by a team like Tennessee. I always like to say that when you see a team beat the number one team, you want them to continue and win the whole thing out. Yeah. Because it's no fun if they just win one and then they fall on You're their exactly face again. Right. You're yeah. exactly right. They're going to have their hands full this weekend, though. They are. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take them because I'm sure the points are going to yeah. be close. And uh, dogs ain't no joke. No. No. And everybody steps up for a big game, too. Best game I've watched in uh, a long time. I hate USC. I hate Ohio State. But I saw USC play Utah in Utah. And... Um, it was probably one of the best games I've watched in a long, long really? time. Yeah, it came down to the last minute. For some, there was like two minutes left in the game. Utah scored, went for two, and that put them up by one, and they won the game by Come one. On. 
How's Ohio of, State this year? I, what, I don't be paying attention. How's Ohio State this year? They're, how are they? Yeah, they're good. Oh yeah, yeah, they're always pretty good, ain't they? I just think that program you can't you can't do bad there. Yeah, you, you just can't. I mean, yeah. I if they ever had a losing season, I don't know what the hell would happen. Yeah, I got a hunt on a buddy's property up in up in Ohio every year, usually three or four times a year. I'll go up there and spend a week. Right, and I just golly, they're. I like the football team, but I hate the fans. That dude rides my tail all the time. They are, uh, they're just like USC fans. <laughs> I, like, I like to call them a lot of cheaters, man. That's it. You no, know? I only know one Ohio State fan, so I can't speak for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not you, is it? Oh, amen. Amen. That would have sucked that I asked you to leave real quick. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to step out, sir. <laughs> You're going to have to go. As, as music keeps growing and, 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 you jump into what you do and where you are today. Like, what is what is your goals? Like, I mean, I understand that everyone wants to play music for a living. Would you like to find a deal with like the right kind of label, the right group that that fits your style? Man, I think so. Um, it's it's hard to make it on your own. It really is. Uh, I won't lie. I mean, these people, the the, the folks who have um, the Jelly Rolls of the world, <laughs> the the Cody Johnsons of the world, are amazing, amazing people. Um, I would love to, I think it would, it would be an easier ride. Um, and, and if I can find a record label who let me stay honest, who let me keep my creative control, um, I would, I would love to do that. My, my whole goal though is like, I've never been, you know, and I've told Rick since the beginning of this thing, you know, I don't care if I ever make millions. I don't care if I ever, you know, it's nice to make a living doing it. Sure. Um, but I've never cared much about the fame and fortune of it all, man. I just kind of, I feel like, I feel like small town America is 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 struggling to stay alive somewhat and i think that you know they're not making movies about us they're not right. uh you know we're not making the the you know the newspapers anymore the you know the news channels and it's like man country music is kind of small town america's last stand right like it's kind of country music's job to oh, tell to tell the story the honest side of it is the honest side of it, because there's a whole other side of country music that I just think is is not as as honest as small town. Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Now my side, I can only speak from my spot, my side, go. and what I listen to. Um, but yeah, now, and I think I think Nashville, I think Nashville needs a, I don't know, a a, a revival, man. You right. Know? And because that's what that's what was so great about it is that is that you could turn on the radio 20 years ago, and and whether you'd ever lived in a small town or not. You could you could sit there and picture it by the stories you heard on the radio. You could hear about the lives and the, the morals and the values and the work ethic of of them people who live out on dirt roads and stuff and um, you know farm for a living or, or bust right. their back every day for a living. And it's it's just cool, man. You sit back and you think about the longevity of country music and the songs that have lasted forever and the ones that just come and go. That's exactly right. And I think that's what what is missing in. Part of the things that we kind of talked about earlier was the new music stuff that's out there that people listen to that obviously these streaming places are making money because people are using them. Mm -hmm. And you would wonder if radio would ever flip to understand that. But there's for some reason there's something there that just doesn't allow them to. And it's a little weird to me. But you you see where the world is going, and and it's going after solid quality music. Um, I get bummed when I hear a number one that comes out, and I never hear from that artist ever again. I think that's yeah. kind of so, something. I used to call it the entitled number one. I called it that a lot, and I just thought that I don't. I don't know. I don't follow that stuff as much as I used to, like what the number one song is anymore. I see it every now and then because I get country air check and I see what's doing well and what's not doing well, that sort of thing. But. I like to see different names pop up there that most people don't know about. I like to see, um, you know, people enjoy new music and find new music. I'm trying to think of um, 
trailer park is his Jackson Deans of the world that, that actually mm-hmm. are getting onto radio, which yeah. is kind of in early enough in their career. You know, Dylan Carmichael's another one that love Dylan. Yeah, he's love he's, Dylan. He's a good dude, man. Um, he came to town. I was at CRS years ago, pre-COVID, and their label gave away a free show, and it just so happened that the program director in this market won it. And someone in their camp goes, fuck yeah, I get to play Stonies. Finally get to play nice. Stonies. Well, they didn't bring him here. They took him to a casino to play. Really? Yeah. So, Well, the first time I ever met Dylan, uh, I, I was already a huge fan of his, right? Love his voice. Love his just, yeah, just he's whole, a neat dude. Yeah, his whole persona is, is everything. Uh, you know his family, his lineage. You know he's, he's got a he's couple people in his family. Oh, no, legacy going there. Um, so they do in in in, um, in in Nashville. You have these things called uh, um, label showcases, where you know you might spend six months writing new songs, and then what you want to do is gather your label up in a room at your record record label's actual establishment and get all the employees and your label head and everybody promotion team and all that crammed into one room and then you sit down on acoustic guitar and you play your songs for them right right well while that's happening you may be on the top floor or whatever and while that's happening on the bottom floor people will be down there writing songs and and you know carrying on about their day with the songwriters in town well i had a i had a right one day at dylan's label now the writers rooms are on the bottom and the the label rooms are up top and so the door on the back was locked in the bottom, and so I decided just to climb the stairs and go up top. I could see people sitting up there behind this glass door, but it kind of had this mirror tent, you know, so I could only see the people, like, right against the glass. Right. And I could see Dylan up there strumming on the guitar, and I thought, oh, Dylan's up there writing a song, man. I'll just go up in there. Maybe he can point me to the direction, you know, where to go. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> so I walk up to the glass, and I knock, 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 knock. And he just like looks up and doesn't stop playing. And I'm like, well, hell, that's pretty rude. <laughs> you know? and so I knock again. And finally somebody walks over to the door and opens up the door. And they're like, can we help you? And I was like, uh, I'm just looking for my right today. And they're like, oh, it's downstairs. And so I walk in. They're like, come on through. And I walk in and he's doing a label showcase. Wow. He's in there playing for his entire label and here comes some new kid in nashville comes knocking on the door hey where's my right anyways um formal public apology to dylan uh (laughs) i've given him uh i've given him an an apology in private but uh this is my formal this is this is another one for interrupting his his label showcase i I ended up getting his his butt back here to play and it was much better because it wasn't a free show i got to pay him to play here which was pretty cool and him and i hit it off pretty good he's a good kid he's he's a real good kid he really is i'm actually flying out tuesday to north carolina he's doing a um a fundraiser for his drummer his drummer's mom in uh Wilmington, North Carolina, the Greenfield Amphitheater. Yeah, I'm going out there. They asked me if I'd come on MC the event, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, if I can fly yeah, out dude. to North Carolina and go do that." He's such a good dude. He actually came here for a radio show um, not too long ago, and right when he got done, he called me. He's like, "Do you want to go to dinner?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's go to dinner." So I, I he's a real dude. He like really him. is, and he's, he's a, a real he's dude. a cool cat too, man. Like he's just really laid back. Yep. Just don't get excited about a whole lot. He just kind of is what he is. You well, know? we sat at dinner one night, and uh, that night 
and um, we were at this burger place here called Slater's 5050, and he got the 50 alarm burger, and he had to sign a piece of paper because uh, it had all these hot peppers on it, whatever. And so we're just sitting there shooting the shit, and he, uh, my girlfriend's sitting next to me, and he's with this drummer, Brian, and he goes, I have this idea for a shirt. My girl goes, don't do it. Don't even talk about it because Toad will have it done tomorrow. Don't do it. So he's like, what do you mean? Well, because Famous Enough is my clothing company. Yeah. And... Uh, um, we end up talking about this stuff and he goes, I've always wanted to put something on a shirt. And I go, what is it? And, um, so it's on a shirt and then he ends up signing the deal with, with make wake. And the people over there are putting this whole thing together. I bought a domain name, did the first run of shirts, shipped him a box of shirts. And all it says on it is Nashville recording artist. (laughs) 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 It is the fucking greatest. I about fell out of my seat when, when, when he told me that. And because here, if people get on the stage, I've had some artists come through and they're, they're, they're Ricky's of the world hand me a piece of paper on how to announce them. And it's yeah. Nashville recording artists. And I just can't say it because the only people that say that are the people that will want to be that yeah. in my mind. Like, or it, you're at a festival or at a show and that guy comes out and says, I mean, I, I, the only thing I can think of is, did Axl Rose ever get up and before he went on a show, someone said, yeah. I recorded this one in L.A. or L.A. recording art. Not one person. And if yeah. they did, he's probably not alive anymore. If you're in the industry at all, now, it sounds cool to the crowd, but if you're in the industry at all, like, you know, like the major, the vast majority of people who announce themselves as Nashville recording artists, like, don't live in Nashville. They just went to Nashville for like two days right. to lay down an acoustic track and then got it mixed and got it back. And it's like, oh, recorded in Nashville, Nashville yeah. recording artist. Or they know? maybe even emailed the track yeah it got mixed in Nashville (laughs) I I just get the giggles out of it because it's like I it's exactly that and he's like at first like I'm not going to wear this anywhere except backstage like my brothers will understand what it is and now he's like I'm wearing this motherfucker everywhere I gave one to Josh Miranda wears it loves it like the people laugh and it's just that whole thing it's that it's you guys. Yeah. Like, I wear it means nothing. But you guys wear it. It's funny as fucking hell, dude. dude. I just get the... I'm not even saying that two weeks after uh, I sent him the shirts and we talked about... I did the shirts the next day. I ordered the shirts, had them printed. I kept, like, four of them, and I drop shipped the rest to them. Um, yeah. But, like, two weeks later, I had an artist come through, and their tour, their tour manager handed me the piece of paper. It's signed, signed guy. That's and dope. I, I, I was not happy. You're I didn't kind of say a t-shirt it. master, bro. Like, I am a t-shirt man. I won't say what was on it, but the t-shirts you gave me, I get more compliments on. Dude, you can talk all about, So here's what's funny, is I shipped a, like 250 of those up to our, our Idaho location and tried to sell them. Yeah. We sold 39. That's it. What? I sold, dude, a lot here. So I had them ship the box back. So I have a box sitting in my house. I'll buy like, the rest, man. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even opened the box. I just got it like two days ago. But but we I could turn wanna... a profit where we play. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like another deal to me <laughs> that I don't have a problem doing. So that shirt I did with Dylan, we just went 50-50 on it. So he's like, how do you want to get paid? We don't have to do shit. Send the artwork. It's all done. They're going to build a website. They're going to do all this stuff, which That's I awesome. think is fucking cool. That's, That's awesome. what I think this industry country music side is all about it's about relationships it's about trusting the people you're with working with a guy like this has been around you for a while well that's what you were talking about the label thing a while ago like do you want to sign with them that's the that's the when you have a label that really believes in you and really on your side and it's all in that's the the perk of having a label and a team behind you is you can say hey i want this on a t-shirt and bam it's it's done like you don't have to stress it where where you should be as an artist dude you should be staying at home writing songs polishing your craft and not dealing with the business side of it all yeah um when you get a team behind you that makes it easy yeah bro i think that's the way it's supposed to be and that whole idea i always laugh that when when a band comes through and i'm like where's your merch and like oh they said it's like 30 to 45 days out i'm like yeah why yeah 
It should never be that far out. It's yeah. not that hard to get a T-shirt printed of all the people. I know. Sure. What, you know, I do it for fun. I do it for a side hustle. It's kind of... what's So your next song is Dirty Money that's dropping. Yep. And then when you go to record these acoustic tunes, how many are we talking? At least two. Yeah. At least two to get us to get us from now till next quarter. Um I just man, I just gotta give the folks something. They waited so long. Right. You know, it was it was two years. I you know, we were we were at, when I signed with the label, I don't remember what year it was. When was that, Rick? Twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Um, you know, we hit the studio pretty quick within three months and people already been waiting. You know, we'd released we'd released three songs, I think, for them, um, between the time late twenty seventeen that, that it kinda took off and twenty nineteen there. Right. Um and so we'd already kept kept people waiting. Um, and then we we hopped in the studio with the label, and then right when we were recording vocals with Dan Huff, COVID hit, and they shut it down. I mean, like, no more going over to Dan's house. Nobody's mixing anything. Nobody's doing nothing. And we waited nine months before uh, before we actually went on radio tour and, and took the took the EP out to folks. And so, you know, since then, we've released Raised on Red. And nowadays, man, if – that's that's the beautiful thing about being an independent artist is that you can if you want to you can drop a song every four weeks if you got the money to back it. Sure, and that's where well, that's where we're really we're going to capitalize before we sign with another label. You know, because we got we got a label interested in us, and before we ever sign with another label, we want to get some songs out so we can take a deep, a deep breath and say, you know what, we've given the people you know what they've been waiting on. Right um, and before least, you get stuck, yeah, that gives us some breathing room. Yeah, unless before we're waiting another nine months and something crazy happens, you know the the like never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want the world to fucking do that again. That's for <laughs> yeah, damn sure. Yeah. I said it, I'm, and I mean it. That's the last thing. I I was joking pre all the bullshit that happened. I would bet my house that a, that a Vegas casino would never close. I was in awe. Crazy. I mean, man. it's a weird world we crazy. live in, and now you see the you see the aftermath of it all. And yeah, and we go through. You know, we play a lot of small towns, and yeah. you, you go through these small towns, dude. And there's just mom and pop, just close signs all over mom and pop stores, man. It's like my f- who suffered, man. Like, what's you know the yep. aftermath of it all, bro? Is like, and Amazon's booming, Walmart's booming, everybody's booming, and big business. Is yeah, booming. that's right. That's right. My favorite pizza shop I've been eating at since I was 13 years old and just closed a man, couple months ago. It's heartbreaking. Dude. Couldn't get out of it. Just couldn't get out of it. And to me, it's just. I mean, those are the people that, that you grew up with. Those are, the, you know, literally, like the same guy owned the place since I was 13 years old. Yeah. And um, it's sad. I just hope we learned a lot from, from all that. <laughs> I hope people learned a lot. I know. Yes. <laughs> I'll yeah. agree. I will. <laughs> you can just leave it at that, right? You, yep. you just can, can only hope. You got these songs coming out. Are you touring? Are you are you back out on the road? I know you're out for a private event. Do you, are you still with a booking agent or are you? Yeah, 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 we're still with WME. Cool. Um, and of course, you know, my manager does a lot of my booking, yep. and uh, we're still still killing it, man. Still out there on the road, still still doing it. Um, you know, it, everything slows down when it gets cold toward the end of the year. Christmas of course, time. Of course, I don't have a problem with it because just deer season's on. Sure, it's hot and heavy right now. Is so. that your favorite thing? Yes, sir. hunting. That's yes, your sir. favorite thing. If in I the could world. sit in a tree year round, I would. I just went to a place in Laguna Beach not too long ago called The Drake, and on the menu they had venison loin, and that's what I ate for dinner. And it was the—I mean, I've eaten a lot of backstrap before in my life. That was the best piece of meat I've ever had. Dude, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. I could eat that for supper every night. Same. No kidding. Same. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Just got back from just uh, let's see, uh, last let's see Friday night we opened up for Tracy Lawrence in uh, in Kentucky. Right and on. then I was only like two hours from my hunting spot, my buddy's farm in Kentucky. And so I drove straight there after the after the Tracy Lawrence show, got up Saturday and ended up killing killing a pretty good ten point Saturday evening. So uh, Do you do you clean it all out right then and there? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then how do you get it home? 
So well, right now with CWD rules, um, chronic waste disease that are that's afflicting deer, um, you got to have it all deboned. So skin it, debone it, get all the bones out of it. While you're it, out there, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And you're good to go. Just throw it in the cooler, throw some ice on it. It's good for three or four days. It's actually good to sit. It's actually good to let your deer meat sit for three or four days in ice and just keep the water drained off of it. Right. Because it gets all the blood out of it and all that and, and just makes it a little little less gamey. Wow. Yep. I'm learning. I have a buddy that fishes in San Diego and he stays at my house a lot. His name I call him Asian Jason. That's politically correct because he is Asian and he rolled my razor going two miles an hour. Therefore, it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very, very good name for him. But he fishes a lot and he stays at the house. But our, our deal is you can spend the night whenever you want to, but you just got to bring me fish because he uh, tuna fishes. Really? Yellowtail, bluefin. So my freezer is filled with a lot of Toro and oh, we make it at home a lot. Dude, I love seafood. Dude, hell yes. I hell yeah. That's you pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, man. He always says Asian drivers, no survivors. Why? <laughs> Two, we, I'm on my dirt bike. We're we're going out to this biker bar in the middle of nowhere to go have lunch or whatever, right? And we're like rolling. And um, do you know the Country Rebel guys? Yeah. Do you know Taylor? I don't know Taylor. Uh, Taylor's kind of like uh, the mastermind of all the woodworking stuff okay. that they did. Gotcha. He was in with them, and for some reason they switched. It was a two-seater. I'm on my dirt bike, and I go down this hill. And I look back, and I see this black. That's all I see. And I'm like, wait, my fucking razor's white. Like, what's going on? I look... Motherfucker, how the fuck you roll that thing coming down a hill that's just like this? Dude. So I go all the way back up there again. He's almost, Jason's almost in tears. I'm like, what does it matter with you? And he's got this little knot on his arm because he stuck his arm out to try and hold the thing from Ooh. rolling. I'm like, bro, like, just hold on. Dude. And I go, wait, how did you roll this thing? And he's like, dude, we were coming. There was this big thing. I like look up there and it was not, not a big thing. It was just, it's just a little he thing. He just turned right into this thing and it just flipped slowly and went over. And I dude, was I like, want, I want to go to, I want my like hometown bar to be a place I can ride my dirt bike to, man. Right. Dope. By the way, I just got my first side by side and holy What'd you get? smokes, what a game changer. Uh, Can Am Defender. So uh, it's more of a, a hunt- bed in the back? Yeah, it's yep. more of a hunting rig. Yep. Yeah, got this the hydraulic assist bed, dump bed on it and stuff. Dude, you take that is- deer hunting? Yeah. Just yeah. throw the deer in that and drive yes, it home? Yes, it's absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even hardly drag my deer the other night, man. I just pulled right. pull right up to it and load it in the bed of that thing. Um, yeah, it's a game changer for deer hunting. I can only. I just bought, uh, I had a boat uh, through COVID. I ended up selling it. I was wake surfing a lot. And I wanted something bigger. Uh, not for friends because I don't like people, but it was yeah. more for I wanted a bigger wake without having to. <laughs> so I sold it, and then I was like going to sit because everything started going through the roof. Well, then the lake here, the water went down drastically, like a lot. Um, there's only one place to put in at Lake Me now when there was like six. Well, wow. I'll tell you how low it is. But then I ended up buying uh, a Razor, a four-seater Turbo S. And uh, Ooh, you want a beast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. I pulled it out yesterday out of the garage just to spray it off. And we end up going out in the desert for a ride. What will that thing run top in? Like, well, like, I've done 84 on it in through the desert. Uh, and it's got live shocks. It's got that full fun that's suspension. in sand? That's like, straight just, desert. Wow. Desert. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I get on these. I'm screaming. On these. Oh, it's fun. Yesterday, I think we did like 72. Got two kids in the back seat. Got our radios on. Everyone's fucking five-point harness. You know that? Right, bubble. Yeah. Rise them right. Oh, yeah. Live a little. I mean, I just like it because we talk. If anyone shits their pants, I'll know, like, instantly, right? (laughs) 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 I'm not going to smell it. I'm going to hear it, though. I mean, that sort of thing. But that's, like, the, the fun of living out here, too. I don't hunt. I used to fish. Uh, uh, I lived in Jersey for three years. People would hunt on our land, but yeah. it was something I never really got some into. Big, some big whitetail bucks up that way. Now, there, y'all got, like, antelope and stuff out, out we, here, right? Out here, I don't know about antelope. I know that we have elk. 
Uh, my buddy, he, he he hunts a lot. Northern uh, Nevada. Okay. He has a lot of elk hunting. Yeah. Um, he brings home good meat too, man. Yeah. Like that's my friends. That's that's what they're for. Yeah, that elk is phenomenal. Yes. So good. That 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 rivals whitetail pretty pretty good. Yeah. You know, and like it's 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 I, almost better. I don't know. get mad at that stuff as long as it's not super gamey. Yeah. But um and I don't mind the gaminess as everyone around me that does. But I kind of like buffalo and all that kind of stuff. I'll eat a buffalo burger. Yeah, I, I eat go bison places. burgers. Yeah, whatever three, they're called. Three or four burger. times a week. Yeah. There's those, those bison the, ribeyes. And they're good so for good. you, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're wonderful. I'm going to go back. Uh, I used to cut meat for a living. My parents opened a place here. My stepdad uh, and my mom opened a place here. They ended up selling it. But that's all I did for like seven, eight years was cut meat. I started out actually grinding hamburger, working my way up. And uh, I got into... Uh, I never really broke down a total cow, but like we would do like half pigs and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But um, my favorite cut of meat is a hanger steak. I won't even buy ribeyes. What's anymore. a hanger steak? It's off the diaphragm, dude. No kid. It is the best piece of meat. You will never eat a fillet. You'll never eat a ribeye again. You cook it medium rare, cut it across a grain. It is the best really? piece of meat. I promise you, the best piece of meat. Do you know You'll what we had me. the first time for the first time ever? Uh, just a few months ago, we were down in Texas and we went to a restaurant and they served bone marrow. Oh man, it's a little strong, man, dude. They but they served it with, uh, it was like this red wine reduction with, uh, with uh, I'm fancy. Uh, with, I don't know what uh, it is, like but that's what it blueberry, was. Blueberry, <laughs> blueberries and bacon, and okay. like put it on top of the bone marrow, and so you like you you dipped a bunch of the the bacon and blueberries, and then just got a little bit of the bone marrow. Shit's strong. Dude, was it good? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It was expensive, and I'd pay for it a hundred well, times over. You would. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I'm gonna tell you, make him. Make him try a hanger steak. You cannot overcook it. Right. You can't. All it's right. got to be medium rare. Anybody that cooks anything over medium rare needs to be shot anyway. Yeah. They shouldn't be. <laughs> they shouldn't be eating meat. We should shoot them and eat them. Yeah. But that sort of thing. But yeah, hanger steak. Try it. Now, I, what's I, the most? Tell me what the most. What's the most country thing you've ever eaten in your life? You think? Oh, okay. So I, I went to Kansas a couple times because um, the family had a farm there, and yeah. I, I've had my fair share of bowl balls. That, that's for sure. Rocky Mountain Woo! oysters or whatever. So I've had them. Oh man! Um, but that's probably the countryest thing I've you ever, ever had eaten. Coon? Raccoon? Yeah, I don't think so. If you barbecue, it's pretty good. Is it squirrel? I was raised on. squirrel. I've had squirrel before. Now, I was raised. I was raised up that's, on squirrel. Dumplings. That's like eating chicken, though. I mean, yeah, if you cook it right, yeah. now it can be tough as as nails. Yeah, yeah. dad had. Dad raised rabbits, and we had like thirty something rabbits in the backyard all the time. And he'd go back here and knock one in the head with two by four about once every two nights. <laughs> my my son's mom <laughs> rabbit for with his pellet gun yeah. would sit in the backyard, and if a dove came by, he'd shoot it, go out there, put his finger right at that little breastplate, rip the fucking thing out, throw yep. the bird away, put the breast meat in the freezer, and they would eat it later. And you I'd bet. just be like, "The fuck's the matter with you, dude?" <laughs> like that's that that. I don't know. It's still a pigeon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy, but the last time we did, he'd do something that he's never done before. He threw his back out trying to wakeboard. Yeah, wakeboarding for that's for young kids. Wake yeah, surfing is. is for yeah, bro. Yeah, dude, I pulled something in my back. I, I don't I don't know what happened. It was it was bad. I was I was done for like two weeks. It hurts. All doped up on muscle dude. relaxers and marijuana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, it was a good time. I might do it again. <laughs> Without the wakeboarding, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. I don't, I don't, I wakeboarded behind my boat one time and fell and it hurt. And I just gave away my wakeboard. I didn't even give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. I didn't want them. I just wanted that thing away from me. But wake surfing, have you done that? No. Dude, no. 
I think that's what I think that's what they were going for. That's what they were going for. Now I wasn't going to try the surfing part because I can't right. even do the wakeboarding like, part. It's totally different, dude. Yeah, yeah. But wake dude, I didn't even listen. I didn't even hurt myself falling. <laughs> I hurt myself getting up. Oh, well, yeah. yes. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you that, that wake surfing is a thousand times easier. It's like riding a skateboard. Is it? Uh, yeah. Wakeboarding is, dude, fuck that. I mean, they got to yank you out of the water. You ain't never seen my hillbilly ass on a skateboard, have you? Well, <laughs> hold on. My old ass got on wake surfing and fucking loved it so much that I, I spent too much money on a boat just to keep doing it. It looks uh, like a blast. It dude. is fun. And it's peaceful. Yeah. It's literally, you're only going 11 miles an hour. Yeah. So if you fall, who gives a shit? The worst thing that can happen is the board will hit you. That's, sure. But that. Yeah. Again, one of those things that just miss, doesn't happen miss very that often. Beer you're supposed to catch. Well, I did. Yeah, I don't drink very often, but I did pound one of those uh, PBR blacks or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, wow, and I felt really good. I was loose. <laughs> I started surfing way yeah. different. It doesn't take much for Is me. Is it like pool? Like the more you drink, the better you get. Well, you know, I think like, so. Yeah. I think so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, this has been fun. Tell people how to find you online. You can go to HeathSanders.com, uh, Heath Sanders Music on Instagram, Heath Sanders on Facebook, Heath Sanders on TikTok. Man, you're up to see me on TikTok. Lord have mercy. Do you, do you have fun on TikTok? Yeah, dude, I have fun on TikTok. I think it's a, it's a, it's a necessity these days. It is, man. You know what? I, you know, it's just like anything else, man. You kind of hate it when it's the new fad. You're like, oh, my God, you know. Right. And honestly, man, I spend way too much time on that, on that thing. It is hilarious from, from – uh, from politics to hunting to to music to I mean anything whatever you want on there if you stay on there long enough and push that not interested button long enough to get you all for all the naked women and stuff right. <laughs> like you will uh, it'll get you around to like stuff you really really truly enjoy you know yeah. and so yeah I have a lot of fun on there man it's it's cool I just found out that a couple of these social platforms have this thing on there they tell you you spent too much time on them have you ever seen one of those yeah. Uh, I pushed not interested on that. I think the the because TikTok <laughs> used to tell me that it'd be like, hey, stop scrolling. You've been on there a little long, and I'd be like, not interested in that. You know, <laughs> I've never even seen that before, so I don't spend that much time. I did. I'll go back. Nineteen. I got my TikTok. I named myself Toad T O A D T O K, and I think the majority of I don't post very often. That's a good. That's a good handle. I'm Toad gonna tell top. you. That's the, good. I got it for two reasons. One, because I have a 14-year-old at home, and she told me I needed it. That was the first one. The second one was to kind of, like, give people uh, an insight to what you guys go through when you come into town for a show. Yeah. Have I done that yet? No, because uh, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work, as you will attest. But I get a lot of inbox messages, and I would say that 98% of them are asking me for my name, for my screen name. Really? Because <laughs> they, cool. they like Toad Talk. They're yeah. like, yeah. It's kind of like Dude, Ted it's kind of like, like a Snapchat for the public. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Instagram's kind of your professional thing like where you got all your, your good professional pics and all that right facebook's where you like talk to people in paragraphs and then the tiktok's just like or you just you just kind of be crazy right them, you know? i mean the shit that you yeah i guess i don't i don't even spend that much time on there. the only time I'm on tiktok is if someone sends me a text message with a link in it because they found something funny on tiktok yeah, there's a lot of they, that if they send it to me in tiktok i ain't gonna get it because i don't ever <laughs> fucking sign into it but i'm gonna go the other way and say that instagram is uh kind of your um, middle ground. You've got the youth that are on TikTok. You've got the middle ground of That's that right. age group on right. Instagram. And if you want to like get to the old fuckers, you just go to oh, Facebook. God. Facebook is the trailer park of social media, dude. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Dude, so dude, this... Those people are so mad, bro. Why are they so mad? Why are you mad? They need to eat more. They're so <laughs> hateful, bro. They need some, they need some bison burgers. We... <laughs> 
And hanger steaks. I yeah. want to hear that you had a hanger steak, and I'll be happy. Okay, bro. I've learned that in Idaho, we have a venue up there. We get the majority of, um, like, I run all the socials up there. We get the most interaction on Facebook. We get the most engagement on our Instagram stories, which really? is fucking crazy to that me. Is. I'll post something. Meh. It's just okay. Instagram stories, I would say like 80% of our following engages in it, watches yeah. it, does something, likes it, hearts it, shares it, whatever. But Facebook is where they talk. I, we just had Jelly Roll up in Idaho on the 21st of October. Mm-hmm. Um, his fan base, so we did a pre-sale fan link with a code, broke our ticketing system. So many people went. We sold 1,400 tickets in like 20 minutes. That dude is a monster. That's, He's a monster. Why do you think that is? I think because he don't give a damn. Yeah. He just is who he is. And then and you look at I think it's I think it's the fact of how well his personality and his look go together. Because he's real. Well, you see pictures of him yeah. and you wonder and then and then you're 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 so pleased when you finally see to see him on video or get to see him perform because it's like that's exactly what I expected that dude to be like. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, he's just hit a vein, man. And 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 he's in, what what really made me a fan of him is how dude his knowledge of the music industry, and hearing him sit down and break it all down. I mean, dude, I've been in Nashville for four years now, four and a half years, and I don't understand half of what he understands about right. it, you know. And uh, dude is just cre- incredibly intelligent, and you just you would you don't expect that from a guy with you know face tattoos. Sure, and all that. it's kind of like it's kind of that Post Malone thing. He's bro. a country Post Malone. Yeah, he's a country mm. Post Malone. I love Post Malone, dude. Post, yep. Post Malone phenomenal human and he's got a country set too you bet you bet he does um um jelly roll came here and played on the 15th down on fremont street and twenty thousand people showed up it was a free show Twenty thousand people see that's the kind of that's kind of shit that makes you want to stay independent you know what i mean well you just sit back and you grind i mean i think the thing with him my personal thought is that he is just who he is like you said uh he he doesn't act like he's somebody that he's not uh he He's very relatable because he's one of those dudes that you either like him, you either love him or hate him. I don't think there's that middle of the ground road with him. I think you're right. Um, Because he's so honest about him and his wife and the shit they do and the way he talks about the threesomes that they have. I just, it makes me laugh. He's like, I don't know if some chick will kind (laughs) of want to jump into this. And you just sit back and go, dude, me neither, but all more power to you. That's amazing. Dude, there's this whole, there's this whole underground. It's almost like. It's almost like there's this whole like other section of country music starting to really blossom up, dude. And I, I think it's I think Brantley maybe kind of he sparked the flame way back in the day with this like rebel tattooed yeah. badass thing. And now you've got you've got you know you've got your your jelly rolls, but you've got Hardy coming up out of nowhere, yeah. dude. This dude, listen, this guy's fixing to change the game. I mean, I don't know if you have you heard his new stuff. Have you heard his new album? Uh, All right. When, when when we leave here, I want you to sit down and listen to the Mockingbird and the Crow. Okay, I just downloaded it at home. I do have Dude. it at home. I listen to like two songs off it. What we play on Country AFR. I have not listened to the whole thing. Though. Mockingbird and the Crow and Jack. Dude, two of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, and he just don't care. He makes he's like Scott Stevens, bro. Yeah. He makes music like he wants it to be made. He's not conforming to nothing. And dude, he's I, I'm telling you, man, this guy's gonna be. I don't think we're ready, and I don't think any of us see what's coming. Well, when Sold Out came out, yeah, I freaked out because yeah. I was like, sound, yeah, lyrically, yeah. If you like Sold Out, you yeah. are gonna you are gonna 
burn the wheels off of the Mockingbird Good. and Crow. Good. I love it. I think that's what we need more of. I think so too. I heard some stuff that with him out on the road with Morgan that 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 he had his fair share of fans, people that came out to see him Absolutely, versus came out to see man. Morgan, which I thought Absolutely. was kind of interesting. Both of them played here before. Both of them did phenomenally well here. Uh, Hardy, I had during ACMs. I'd love to have him back. Sure as shit, can't afford him anymore. Um, I get to see him next year. He's playing Country Fan Festival at Utah. He's the headliner on Saturday. It's Parker McCollum, Cody Johnson, and Hardy. Those well, are the three I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't even know who it was, and we opened up for him. For who? Hardy. For Hardy. Yeah. Um, in Mountain Home, Arkansas. How long ago? Two years. Yeah. Two and a half years. Okay, so that's about when he was here too. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. And of course, I'd seen his pictures, and just like the Jelly Roll thing, like. Man, look at this motherfucker. Look at this this dude. Take your glasses off. Yeah, bro. (laughs) What the hell, man? Button your shirt and like, I don't know. Make yourself look presentable or something. Bro, and this dude takes the stage. It was me, Sean Stimuli, and then Hardy. Yeah. And dude, this dude kills Mountain Home, Arkansas. I mean, turns it upside down and slams it down on its head. And just... He blew my mind, dude. Because wow. because not only lyrically is he is he one of the greatest songwriters of all time in country music, I think personally. Absolutely, his voice, whether you like the tonality of it or not, his his pitch is absolutely perfect. It's phenomenal, dude. He he played here. It was acoustic. It was during ACMs, and um, it was him and John Langston on that night, and uh. I want to say Hardy went on first, and fucking Morgan Wallen was here, just showed up. During ACMs in Vegas, everyone That's and their dope, brother man. would come here. It was one of those nights for the ages where you just go, what the hell just happened? And then Hardy, John Langston. Morgan, and Langston, bro, that's a Well, then Langston gets right up, there. and Cole Swindell fucking jumps on the stage come with them. I'm like, what is going on tonight? Dude, have you met Cole? Like, have you, have you got to hang out? No. All right, I'll say this about Cole Swindell. I, I love his music, but I love him as a person, bro. Yeah. And I've only met him a couple of times. And for some reason... That dude, of all people in Nashville, has remembered my name since the first day. And you know what? You know how much that means to you, man. Yeah, sure. And dude, I'll be in now. If you go to like Demumbrian on Nashville and stay in Nashville and stuff, like that's where all the songwriters and the music, the artists hang out and all that. And the dude will literally walk across the room to shake my hand, and I don't know why. I've never, I've never. It's amazing, dude. He's made such an impression on me, man. Like he's such a class act. I, I really do. I really do think Cole Swindell is one of the nicest people in country music. He comes here a lot. We do a lot of private events here with um, um, Diamond Resorts, Hilton yep. Grand Vacations, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he's one of their guys. It's, he's played here quite a few times. Can't afford him the other way of, of, of it all. But like <laughs> I've seen him here before. I've never really sat down and talked with him. But um, I always try and get with the Diamond guys whenever they bring an artist in, and it's someone that I really don't know. Uh, we just had Katie Offerman here. Cool. And uh, she was pretty fucking badass, too. And it's like these people that you never really get an opportunity to see or um, hear about, for that matter, because, they're, they're I mean, not a lot of people know about these kinds of people, yeah. the writers that have some good stuff behind them and uh, put on good shows. And you have to go see a big artist to see them. Like, Katie, she was, I'm trying to think who she was here with, uh, Lee Bryce. I think, oh, wow. I think she was here with Lee Bryce. But, um like she's one of those artists. After I watch her, I just I, I want her to come play here for me at Stoney's, and I think I'm early enough. That's how I met Spencer Crandall. He opened for Lauren Elena. Ryan Griffin opened up for um, Carly Pierce. Yep. And Ryan's played here like three or four times since that show. Just because, and the same with Spencer. Like they just, they blow you away. Like you said with Hardy, you go there and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know who this dude is. You watch his show and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like yeah, man, badass. Absolutely unbelievable. 
That's okay. the fun of it. And you know from our stage, we don't do a lot of openers. I always fight it because yeah. I'm like, there's there's not people don't have that much of an attention span here to that. They like to dance. Um, um they like to dance to the artist that's playing. That's mm-hmm. why uh acoustic stuff doesn't go great here yeah. it's a good element to it but like i get a lot i just had a guy write me today that asked hey, write that down rick <laughs> <laughs> i had an artist an artist reach out to me today that asked if i had an opener for i don't know if, i think it was the tyler braden show and he's like i'm in town with my acoustic guitar i'm like that just doesn't work here like yeah. people i wish it did sunday december 4th if you're in town for nfr there's something cool happening here randall king's coming back through and he's doing randall's tonk Vegas, it's called, and it's Jake Worthington, Jake Jacobson, Kylie Fry, uh, Wynn Varble, and Josh Ward, and and they're doing kind of a writers round thing. And I am cool. so anxious to see. Yes. It sold some tickets, which is a good thing. It's a Sunday; we're not normally open, but I'm so anxious to see how the how the people respond to it because it usually doesn't go well because they they're so used to Stoney's as a place to dance and sure. upbeat and they just want to have a good time. So sure. it's kind of like It might be a good change of pace though, man. I, I mean, think so. I'm dude, there's there's something special about those songwriter rounds, man. There's something really special about them. Brother, yeah. You want to feel the good lord. Woo. Yes. Go sit, go sit I mean, and watch these watch these watch these guys that that it literally flowed from their hearts and their minds, man. Then it's something they created that in a room somewhere. Now, artists have their job of of taking that and making it palatable for the public. Right. But just to hear it raw from from the source dude it's the neat special. part about that for me is is going back to nashville and being in that environment where where, where you all do that at mm-hmm. that's the neat part but trying to translate it here to people that they really don't give a shit who wrote the song yeah they just don't care they don't care where it came from they're they here just for a good time they're here for a good yeah. time that's why i'm anxious because if the sunday thing works i've been talking to ward here and there about getting their um whiskey jam on the road yeah and they came to me with a price of what it would cost. I'm like, shit, that just doesn't make sense for us because, I mean, yeah, we have a back line. Yeah, it would be neat. But if the people, I'd still need one person to sell it, one artist to sell it. And I know I ain't getting Chris Young because he ain't just going to pop in on a fucking Friday night. It ain't going to happen. He's got a show somewhere else. Yeah. Like, not what they do there Mondays and Tuesdays or whatever, winners and losers thing. It just, trying to figure out how that could work on the road, especially in a market like Vegas, because you can, you know, you can see anything here. Sure. Any night of the week, you can That's see right. it. It happens. You call, you talk about somebody cool to do a, a riders round with, Chris Young. Dude. Yeah. I've, I've sat, I've sat, and we played a golf tournament and then done a little riders round after, and the guy, dude sat next to me, and I, he didn't need a microphone. That is one of the biggest, most badass voices I've ever heard in my life. Right. He's phenomenal, man. He's phenomenal. I've seen him a couple times. I want to say he's been in here before. Never played here before, but he's been in here ha- hanging out, yeah. which is kind of This Friday, I've got uh, that dusty black guy. Yep. Uh, he's um, He's got this song called Who Are You? And I, I want to say that Red Atkins wrote it and someone else wrote it, but they wouldn't cut it because it's... I don't know if you've heard that song. Who, I've who, heard, yeah, I've heard some of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 about what we just went through. Who are you to tell me I can't go see my grandma? I can't go to the bar. I can't yeah. have my friends over. Like, I actually, much. I actually took a picture of this poster out there and sent it to Dusty Willie. Go, did you? Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, well, last time he <laughs> he's played people, here, man. yeah, I love that dude. He, yeah. I he was wearing a Lions Not Sheep hat. I heard the song. I reached out to him. I caught him way early in his career. I think yeah. way early, which was. For me, I love doing that stuff. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'll come play." Yeah, like you don't even have to pay me. I'm like, "Well, I don't do that. I'll pay you something, but I don't. I don't want anyone to come do what what they want to do and not get paid for it." Yeah, I'll be the first one to tell you that just doesn't work. But last time he brought out Gavin DeGraw, 
Oh. And Gavin got up on the stage and played like seven songs, acoustic guitar, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? How like, cool is that?" Dude? Yeah. So I'm not saying he's he's got a he's, he's got a Dusty something special, man. It's not every day you like run across a country boy who drives a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I love the way he's just so honest about shit about the people that hate it on him is, for driving dude, that it. TikTok video. Did you yeah, see it? That's phenomenal, yeah, dude. Yes. It was Put everyone phenomenal. in their place, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. dude outside looking in and. Uh, the Sean Wallen guy from Lions Not Sheep, Waylon Wallen, I don't know what his last name is, but he just posted something the other day, and it was about cash and checks. And I don't know if you follow him, um, but it's probably one of the best things I ever saw because it wasn't necessarily about money. It was about all the people that tell you how to do your job or do what you do, and they can't even do it themselves. No. It was those, all the, the people that tell you don't buy the $250,000 car, they don't have one. Yeah. People that are teaching you how to work out, like nine, nine out of ten of them, they ain't in shape telling exactly you what to do. Right. And I just started laughing my ass off because it's so true. Yes. In the society we live in today, it's so fucking true. It goes back to that, it goes back to that meme that's always started around the, around the time of the Olympics or whatever. It's got the fat guy sitting on the couch and he's eating a, a bag of chips. And this chick misses her. She's on the floor like doing the, doing the acrobatics or whatever and like misses a double overhead flip some some kind and lands wrong and he's like what a loser you know what I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he missed was his mouth right yeah. with a bag of chips yeah dude thanks yeah. again for the time cash and checks that's probably something cause it's time to fame is the last name on a daily county roadside yeah he's dying breeding every day he sings it's only running